Welcome to the Retirement Guide Podcast. I'm your host, George Jameson, owner of Capital Wealth Group, a flat fee-only advisory firm. Whether you're nearing retirement or already retired, join me each week as we explore the world of retirement planning and equip you with the knowledge and tools you need for a successful retirement. So let's get started. Today, we're on part two of how to plan for taxes in retirement. We'll first start with the Retirement Opportunity Zone, which is age 55 to 75. This is where you may find opportunities to implement tax planning and reduce your overall taxes, which can add up over the years and leave more money in your pockets, your heirs' pockets, and or your favorite charities. Let's first look at some key ages. At age 55, some can access retirement funds early without a penalty. At age 59 and a half, you can withdraw retirement accounts without a penalty. At age 60, widows are eligible for Social Security survivor benefits, but subject to earnings limit and reduced benefits. At age 62 is the earliest age you can claim Social Security. You will receive a reduced benefit and earnings limits apply. At age 63, your tax return this year is used to determine Medicare Part B premiums at age 65. However, if there's a life-changing event, you can appeal. At age 65, Medicare eligibility begins. You usually enroll in Part A and Part B, unless you're still employed by a company with over 20 employees. Age 66 to 67 is full retirement age. After this age, earnings limits no longer applies. In age 70, max Social Security benefits, and then age 73 to 75, R&D begins. Now let's look at tax planning opportunities in those years. During low to no income years is often when the most opportunities to save on taxes over time. You should analyze your projected cash flow over a 30 to 40 year retirement period. If you have pre-tax and after-tax savings and or delay Social Security, there may be a period of a few years or more Often near the beginning of retirement, that your taxes will be low. This period can often create long-term tax-saving opportunities, but unless you plan, you may miss out. Here are some several ideas to think about. Number one, look for opportunities to maximize long-term capital gains at even a 0% rate. And number two, you may want to take withdrawals from pre-tax retirement accounts at 22% or lower tax rate depending on the size of your retirement accounts. The larger your 401ks and IRAs are, the more it makes sense. And number three, you may want to look at Roth conversions, possibly even up to 24% tax rate. And number four, qualify for ACA Affordable Care Act subsidies if you're retiring before age 65 and you don't have health insurance. By keeping your income low on paper, you may qualify for ACA subsidies. But in order to qualify for the health care tax credit, your modified adjusted gross income must be within a range. If you can keep your income within a range of about $28,000 and below $100,000. In 2024, per KFF.org subsidy calculator, for a married couple with no dependents, the match you can qualify for is about $746 per month with an MAGI of 28000 The subsidy gradually decreases as someone's MAGI goes up and pretty much goes to zero around 100000 for a couple with no dependents. 
if you have prepared and have enough after-tax savings to live on during those years before you turn 65. MAGI is possible for many early retiree couples. By properly structuring where your cash flows come from, you may be able to stay within the taxable income limits. Now onto Medicare Part B and D premiums and the IRMA limits. IRMA stands for Income-Related Monthly Adjustment Amount. We look at it as an additional tax if your MAGI is over the base bracket. If your MAGI is $206,000 or less for a married couple or $103,000 or less if you're single, then you pay the base premium of $174.70 per month in 2024 for Part B and about $55.50 for Part D. These are the base premiums. However, if you make $1 more, your Part B premium increases to $244.60, and Part D premium increases to about $68.40 per month. I have a link to a chart below if you're interested. Sometimes there's just nothing you can do about IRMA brackets, and sometimes there is. So we pay attention to it. If you are close to one of these thresholds, you may be able to make some adjustments to stay within your current range. And now on to RMDs, Required Minimum Distributions. RMDs now start at the age 73, and based on your date of birth, will go up to 75. Here's a hypothetical IRA with about a million dollars. At age 73, you'll have to take out over 37000 and each year the divisor goes down, which increases the amount you must take out. If you have accumulated a substantial amount in your IRAs and 401ks, this can create a tax bomb waiting for you in your later years where you have to report more and more taxable income. If no tax planning is done, your tax rate later in retirement can be quite high, especially if you include IRMA premiums and net investment income tax on top of it. If you want to avoid or reduce this tax bomb, this is where tax planning comes into play during the opportunity years from age 55 to 72. Like I said, if you have a substantial amount in traditional IRAs and 401ks, it may make sense for you to start taking distributions from them earlier in retirement to smooth out your taxable income. And it may make sense for you to do Roth conversions during your lower taxable income years. However, this is not always the case. This is why you have to do tax planning. So what can you do? First, you can project your AGI and MAGI and your effective tax rates from the year before retirement through the end of year 75. If retiring before age 65, determine if you may be eligible for the health care tax credit if needed. Identify the years where your AGI and tax rates will be lower. These lower years may be a good time to do Roth conversions to reduce future high taxes and possibly leave a tax-free legacy to your heirs if it makes sense. And you also may want to realize long-term capital gains at a lower rate to reduce potential taxes down the road, assuming you need this money in retirement. You also may want to utilize ongoing forward-looking tax planning in retirement and beyond to gain an understanding of your taxes over the course of the next 20 to 30 years. So let's look at some other tax strategies in retirement. I like to break down these tax strategies in three different segments. First is managing investments in taxable accounts. So here are a few ideas. A, use tax-efficient investments, which often include passive stock ETFs 
instead of actively managing mutual funds. If you're in a higher tax bracket, you may want to use municipal bonds or municipal bond ETFs versus government or corporate bonds. In Part B on line 13 of your tax return, it says capital gain distributions. If you see a gain in this box, it most likely means that the mutual fund you owned made buys and sells throughout the year and distributed the capital gains to you, which will be taxed. This is different in addition to actual transactions made in your account. And B, asset location. You may want to have more stocks or stock ETFs in taxable accounts and Roth IRAs and more taxable bonds or bond ETFs and IRAs. I'll go over asset location in more detail in the next episode. And C, tax loss harvesting. You may want to realize losses when that loss can be used against ordinary income. And next, you may want to realize losses to offset gains that fall into a higher capital gain rate. And finally, on the tax loss harvesting, you may want to realize losses to lower future years AGI. You can carry forward up to $3,000 every year until it runs out. So the second segment of the tax strategy in retirement, we're going to look at withdrawing tax efficiently. When you start taking withdrawals or distributions in retirement, taking these as tax efficiently as possible is important. Withdrawing tax efficiently is unique to each household. And it's another important way to save a lot of money on taxes over the years. An advisor who specializes in retirement planning should be able to run different scenarios to determine the best solution for you and the biggest savings over someone's lifetime can be substantial just by changing the sequence of withdrawals. It's impossible to predict your exact taxes in the future, but you can get a good enough ballpark to implement proper guidance and make informed decisions and help save on taxes. And then number three of the tax saving strategies, just general retirement tax planning. A few ideas we may or may not have already discussed. So first, delaying Social Security can increase the amount of your income that's not taxed. Social Security is still taxed, but not like ordinary income or withdrawals from IRAs. Social Security is only taxed on a max 85%, and most states do not tax Social Security at all. In fact, only nine states may tax your Social Security. The next idea is pay attention to your IRMA thresholds, which we already talked about, especially if you are close to the next bracket. And next, you may benefit from overall lower taxes by doing Roth conversions in your low tax income years. And then again, health care subsidies. If you plan to retire before age 65 and can live on mostly after-tax savings, you may be eligible. And here's one thing we did not talk about. QCDs, which stands for Qualified Charitable Distributions. QCDs allow someone starting at age 70 and a half to give to your favorite charity or church directly from your IRA. This way, you never have to pay taxes on the distribution, and your church or charity can get the full amount, and they don't owe any taxes either. Due to the increased standard deduction, many retirees who give to charity or church no longer get a tax deduction on their giving. This is a great way to give money that you have not paid taxes on. In my opinion, this is a no-brainer for those that already gift to charities or church and are at least age 70 and a half. Would you rather gift your money you already paid taxes on or your money you still owe taxes on? And that wraps up today's episode. 
And next week, we'll go into more detail on how to plan for taxes and retirement. Thanks and have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Retirement Guide. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a five-star review to help others discover the show. For questions, ideas, or discuss your retirement plan, reach out to me, George Jameson, at Capital Wealth Group. Visit our website at capitalwealthplan.com to learn more. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more insightful retirement planning in future episodes. And now for the disclaimer. The information discussed in this podcast is for general explanations and education only. It is not tax, legal, or investment advice. Before considering acting on any information heard here, first consult with your tax, legal, or investment advisor. Thank you and have a great day.